us. That's your desire this morning. Amen. Let's turn to screen number 638 if we can. Sing an old hymn we don't sing often, but I just love so much. Close to thee, close to thee, all along my pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee. Is that your desire? Amen. Every time we come, we have another opportunity to meet with the great I am, so let's just surrender everything and hear from our Lord this morning. Let's sing this together. Thou my everlasting portion, more than friend or life to me. Thank you. 
praise this morning saints thank you lord jesus we're going to go to prayer at this time and brother jason could i ask you would you open the service for us in a word of prayer if you would please if you would come and we have a note from our sister margaret just asking that we would please remember sister amelia sandario in prayer he got released from the hospital but is still in need of a healing we did have one also word of thanks that we want to remember from the Gindo family. Just a big thank you for the prayers and the support for Brother Joseph and Sister Grace's wedding this past weekend. Everything went very well. We're all grateful for the Lord and looking forward to Sister Grace joining our assembly here. She's a wonderful sister. Amen. We know God sees every need in divine presence. If there's something on your heart that you'd just like to lift before him as you would come, please, Brother Jason, if you would, thank you. Our gracious Lord, we appreciate your goodness and mercies bringing us once again into your house this morning, dear Lord, knowing that you're an ever-present God, dear Lord, knowing every need, dear Lord, even spoken or unspoken, dear Lord, according to your word, according to our promises, dear Lord, we each can stand, dear Lord, knowing that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, dear Lord. There's nothing, dear Lord, that can stand in your in your way, dear Lord. You're the, you're the champion, you're the victor of our hearts, dear Lord. We just want to praise and honor you, dear Lord, for you said to enter into your gates and praise and thanksgiving, dear Lord. That's what we want to do, dear Lord, with the, uh, as we come before you, dear Lord, offering praise of our hearts, dear Lord, that you'd be with us in the song service, dear Lord, uplifting, dear Lord, your, your glorious and wonderful name, dear Lord. We we come, dear Lord, with bowed hearts and reverence, dear Lord, as that you'd guide the brother, dear Lord, that's going to speak this morning, dear Lord, may it penetrate, dear Lord, and speak to our hearts, dear Lord, as you you speak, dear Lord, in the, in the still, small voice, dear Lord, behind the brother, dear Lord, and just guide and direct us, dear Lord, where we fall short. We just want to come up higher, dear Lord, and, and praise and honor you and dear Lord in our lives, dear Lord, for we want to walk before you. We give praise, dear Lord, for the sisters coming among us, dear Lord, and the, the many, um, the, the other need on the brother's heart, dear Lord, that was spoken, dear Lord. You know each need and and what's what's needed there, dear Lord, as we just look to you now and just uh, ask you to be, be with us and the rest of the remaining of the song service, dear Lord, may bring honor to your name and glory, dear Lord. Just guide our brushes, Brother Ryan, each of the musicians, dear Lord, and, and uh, the brother be with us, dear Lord, as we commit the service to your hands in Jesus Christ's name. seats as we take up the morning offering. Maybe we could just sing this song, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. 
Sister Clemence, right, has a special for us with some sisters. Maybe you can just come at this time and get ready, if you would, please, Sister Clemence, and those who are singing with her. We'll just go ahead and sing this together. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy, bless his holy. Once again, for he has done great things. you saints. Uh, this song is called Pentecost and I pray that it's going to bless everybody here. Breathing life and calm 
Tom to come at this time. Maybe we could just sing that song, We Cry Out Your Name, number 1118. So we cry out your name there, Father of Life. Maybe let's start with that first verse. Oh, Father of Life, seated on your throne of grace, it's only by your mercy we are saved. Yeah. 
Father, we've enjoyed the songs of Zion. We've enjoyed your presence, not only here in this little room, Lord, but in this little church that you have given us, Lord. Thankful for the lives that are represented here, purchased by the blood of the Lamb. And so, Lord, we have gathered this resurrection morning to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Lord, there's a heart full of thanksgiving for the abundant revelation that you've given us in this hour Lord a faithful prophet that you sent in this day Lord you've given us eyes salve to see this unveiled Christ stepping out of the pages of your Bible we just pray that each and every one Lord will have that experience today as we look into your word that it would not just be a a written letter but it'll become life within their lives so this morning now as we turn to the word we just pray that your blessing be upon it the speaker would be surrendered to you the hearer be quick to hear what the spirit would say so father we commit now the service you in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Amen. Before we turn to the word, I'd like to greet you this morning. And I have a couple announcements I'd like to make before we turn to the word. We have Brother Stephen Ibali coming in from Uganda, and he will be speaking to us on the first Sunday, well, uh, September 8th, our Wednesday service on the 6th will be changed to the 8th, it'll be Friday, and then Sunday, he'll be speaking to us on the 10th. So that will be following, um, of course, Labor Day weekend, I'll be away in Boston, the brothers will be taking their position. And we'll march forward. Of course, all the young people are excited for school. And a hearty amen around the room. The teachers didn't even amen, so that's a scary thought. I know they're happy to go back to school and get an order into their lives again. I know the husbands or wives are happy for that. So God bless them. We're looking forward to a wonderful year for our children. And that's what we've been praying for. We have uh, um, an addition to our assembly today, and really not an addition, just that she just came back. Sister Sharon, Brother Joseph, your mommy, welcome home. God bless you. Last weekend I was in, um, in Dallas, Texas, and we were at the wedding of the Gindo family, and and Brother Joe and Sister Grace got married, and it was a beautiful wedding, and there's quite representation from Cloverdale there. And it was very nice, very lovely. But the pastor, Brother David McGeary, he forbid his uh, assembly to name their daughter's Grace. Because every time you name your daughter's Grace, they seem to move away. <laughs> so I guess this is the second Grace that's left and will come back to the assembly here at it's, she's a wonderful addition to this church. And so we're looking forward to that. And God bless you this morning. Nice to see you coming back from all your holidays and days off and everybody finding their place. One brother said, I don't, I'm going to go away, but I'm afraid somebody's going to take my seat. Well, that's a good thing. So if you go away, expect somebody to take your seat and don't get mad at them, okay? Just find another seat. <laughs> so let's turn to the word. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Brother Ben. I'd like to turn to Micah. Or Micah. Yes, it is Micah. Micah chapter 2. Micah chapter 2. It's after Jonah. For, I believe, Nahum. Brother Milko, nice to see you. God bless you, buddy. Amen. Micah chapter 2, verse 12 and verse 13. I'm still turning their pages. I'll wait. Okay. Micah chapter 2, verse 12 and verse 13. I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel, and I'll put them together as the sheep of Bozrah, as the flock in the midst of their fold. They shall make great noise by reason of the multitude of men. 
Verse 13 is what I'd like to be speaking on this morning. The breaker is come upon before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it, and their king shall pass before them and the Lord on the head of them. I'd like you to look at the beginning of that. I'd like to read another translation. The breaker is come before them. The breaker is identified as the Messiah. The Messiah who goes, he opens the way and shall go before them, liberating them. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. I heard Brother Tim service while I was away. He struggled a little bit on the throat, and I, I, I felt for him because that's the way I feel this morning. <laughs> if there's one thing the devil attacks a preacher is the throat, and uh, you, you are so gracious to support us in that, and I think Brother Tim broke through, and I had a wonderful service, so thank you, Brother Tim. So this morning, I'd like to speak on the day of I know, the day of I know. And so um, we can go, obviously, in various directions, and so so we could um, so broadly say that the word is opened in in such a fashion, in such a magnitude through the opening of a, a prophet's message, that we know a lot of things, and we can... Um, expound on these I know and we can speak about it and I did I think I preached maybe a couple years ago maybe three or so on I know I know I know you know that's what children normally say do this I know that I know I know but I'd like to make a different reference to this I know today and I trust it'll help you in, in, a, in a spiritual way the day of I know you know a lot of things and some people think they know a lot of things. And they open their mouths and you find out they know nothing. But they rattle off as though they're the expert in everything. And so it's a, an age where everybody knows everything and Google helps them. And you can find anything you want. And it, the thing of it is, saints, the thing of it is, in this a thought, an idea... Of I know. You can even say, I know, and I know what the prophet said on a certain subject. But you have to be very, very careful because it's also written, because you haven't followed all the quotes. And then if you put yourself of saying, I know emphatically, you'll find out that what you thought you know. You don't know. And then the people find out you don't know. And then all of a sudden you have no influence. Because when you say you know something, I can say I I know all that I need to know about aerodynamics. And Jeff would look at me with his eyes crossed and say, Tom, you know nothing of aerodynamics. I might be able to quote you a principle, but it's not that I know aerodynamics. So there's a lot of things that we put across as though we know something. And that is only 
as if you want to look in the Greek or the understanding of it before I get started in my message, it is to know is to epigenosco, which I believe even the pastor, Brother Biscoe, years ago preached on that. And that is a thought, and that's a vein that we could go down. And that is true. It's a knowledge that is gained. And by gaining that knowledge, it influences you to what you have learned or known. I'd like to take a look at a word I know, and it's called in the Greek, idu. And in idu, it is a knowledge that comes from within. It's not a learned knowledge. It's a within knowledge. And I'd like to cover that a little bit today because a lot of us, when we came across the message or we came across Christ, we didn't know anything in the idea of it. But when it became real, there was another knowledge that came out and say, I know that's true. And that is only given to a certain class of people. And that class of people is called the elect gene of God. And so then when we speak of the I know this morning, I'm not going to let you know the knowledge of the message. And I don't even want you to learn as such. And yet it would help you so much to know the knowledge of the message. But to know him is life eternal which he is the message. And so that, that's very important because it comes to the reality as age goes on and knowledge shall increase in the last age. And we see it today and people have learned the message but they don't know him. And so then as they learn it and they know about it, it's not something that becomes a substance from within. It's something of their reason of their mind and of their own knowledge. And that's a very dangerous spot to be. And so we'd like to speak a little bit about that. Is that okay? I'd like to just address that a little bit at the beginning to give you a background. There's a quote, Brother Bram says, he says, now just look out across, and he's talking about the audience, and he's talking about America. He's saying, look out amongst the world, brethren. Look at how sick the people are. Sick. They're sick. He says, now the devil, the devil can't hold them. Who's he talking about them? This is now the loosening time. Hallelujah. Don't you believe that? So then there's the loosening time that we have come in. The loosening is for the redeemable. Those that have a knowledge or a know from within. So then we could say then if he is then the breaker. Or he is then the Messiah that will give you liberty. Then you know you fall in a category If I know I'm redeemed, I know I'm liberated, I know I'm set free. This is not a knowledge 
of saying or repeating what a prophet says. It's to know that what that prophet is saying is what you have experienced. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Knowledge will puff your head up. Knowing him will bring you humble. Can you turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1? Just to give you an idea, just to give you, as we've just laid a little bit of uh, statements down, the word edu, or to know, makes reference throughout, of course, the scriptures. And literally, it means to have an inner perception, an inner perception, or to perceive from within. So then when you hear the wise men saying, where is Jesus, who's born king of the Jews? For we saw his star. So then to see, see him is to know him. And who told them? I want, to, I want to ask you a question. Who told them that was the star? And we can get into the three stars and their orbits and so forth. But who told them Messiah was being born? Where did that sight come from? Where did that knowing come from? Or where did it come from with Rahab? Or where did it come from that little maiden that said, I would to God that you would be with Elijah for he would heal you. Where does that come from? Brother Bram said at one place, she didn't even have any knowledge of that or hearing of it. But it was an inside knowing that if you're with the prophet, you're going to be just fine. To know. So then, if he's the one that's present today, I would love every one of you, whether you be a young person or an older person, that you would come to this knowing. If it's even capable, it has to be then given by God. So we can give and expound many things. We can give definitions of Scripture, Greek, and Hebrew. We can make it as a class. But unless God makes it real from within you, that you can say, I see this, all you're doing is putting in some time, unfortunately, and maybe God will make it known to you. Let's go on. First Peter 1 and 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in this last 
time. Now, I think we could actually read this a little bit different because Paul is now prophesying of a last time, but we are living in that time. So then the revealing of God or the seeing of God has to come from God himself. And when that becomes a reality, that's when nothing shakes you. And I, and I thought, well, as I was praying and studying and wondering the direction to go this morning, I was thinking of the many testimonies that were given by, from camp. And I have had the privilege of being in a, over, well, 36 summer camps and whatever we've had for winter camps. And I have seen them stand and give testimony that God has done glorious things. And then see them move from a front row experience to the back of the bus. That's what I call back. So, if a person really sees him, really experiences what they see, you can never, ever be the same again. Because you've made the testimony and you have made the declaration. And I can say I have some precious friends that have been journeying along this journey since the house at Cloverdale Bible Way house. And I can say with them, I see him. I know him because it is something given of God and not given of man. And once you know him in the power of his resurrection, you can never, ever go away. It's, it, I'm, I'm just taking it very slowly. I just want you to understand this. Once you catch the revelation that comes from within and you see God in this fullness as he unveils himself, you can never leave him. And that's where we get the scripture where Peter says, and when Jesus said, Peter, will you also leave? He says, where could we go, Lord, for thou alone has the words to eternal life. So where did the 70 disciples, what were they seeing? Or what was their knowing? Was it a knowledge versus an inner experience? It had to have been different. And that is what we would love for the Holy Spirit to do within all of our, your lives. Is that God would give you that realization of seeing God from the perception from within rather from ahead. So you're kept by the power of this God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed today. Ready to be revealed at that last age. Ready to be revealed at that last time. 
So there has to be a last time. And Brother Branham said, and I've got a quotes, and a, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, to realize young people, you say, well, Brother Tom, do we have a tomorrow? I don't even know if we have an afternoon. Do we have a next month, or do we plan for a next year? Well, Brother Bram said, plant your potatoes as though it would be there. But how you are living is for that day. And I love that little quote that Brother Luther said. Luther, messenger. He's my brother. He said, I only live for two days. This day and that day. That's the only day I live for. So I, I thought that's a quotable quote. I live for this day and that day. So now, if we understand or what we're seeing, what Peter is writing, it says, we are kept by the power of God through faith. And we know faith is a revelation. We know that revelation comes from Almighty God. So then, if we're kept by it and that revelation is true, then no enemy can come against you to defeat you. Now, I stopped that phrase, no enemy can come against you. Of course he can come against you, but he can't defeat you. So you're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, You are in heaviness through manifold temptation. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So now we're just taking Scripture slowly and very thoughtfully realizing we're in this last day, we're at this time, and you'll be kept by the power of God when at the appearing, and Brother Ram says, why is he appearing this way in unrecognized presence of God? He's appearing this way to awaken your desire that you have for him. So there's an awakening within. So now Peter goes on to say, whom, are you listening now, whom, having not seen, you love? <laughs> we never walked with him on, uh, on the shores of Galilee. We never walked with him through Bethany. We never walked, we have not seen him on, on a natural level. Having not seen, yet you love him. In whom though now you see him not, yet believing, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let me ask you a question. Do you find yourself then in the category of Rebecca? in the tent or dwelling of Laban. She had a messenger come and explain Isaac and talk 
about the master's son and gave gifts. Something within her, though not seeing him, loved him. And that love within was the power that drew her to the tent of Isaac. And so we find ourselves scripturally in the same category. God said in Eliezer in this hour, yet not seeing God, we believe God and we fall in love with him. Seeing him not with our natural eye, but with something that is deeper. A deeper insight. So now we're speaking on the subject, the day of I know. Turn to John 14, verse 17, please. You will find, especially today, as we were saying, their little introduction, a lot of people have a lot to say about nothing. You'll find it, whether it be amongst women or amongst men. They have a lot to say, a lot of advice to give. It's like an, in, um, an investment agency. Let's, meet, let's call it like that. Somebody that says, I'm an investor, I, 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 I can take your money, and I'm going to make money for you, Billy. And if you had any sense at all, you would want to say, uh, can I look at your, poor, your own life to see whether or not I want to take your advice? Because a lot of people that take your money don't have any money but your money. Does that make sense? This investment company wants your money, but I like to see what kind of house they live in, what kind of car they live in, what kind of, what's in their bank account. But we so, you know, oh, he's an investment. He's a financial wizard. When really he's a dud. And especially you have to take it from me because I'm older and I did exactly what I'm talking about. And you wake up probably halfway between that investment and saying, hey, you've done nothing for me. I can do better than what you're doing. But we so often want to give advice when you have no advice to give at all. The only advice you've got to give is the word. Period. I think, well, now you're getting into a knowledge of an epigenosco. That's, yeah, you're, you are made that way. And, and yes, of course, there's a positive and there's a message that can be preached along that. I'm not putting that away from it at all. This is just a different subject. No different than Noah. Brother Bram said, typed the bride, and no different than he typed the tribulation period. So we're just interchanging here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have so much, and we look to people of different stations. We have deacons within the church, we have trustees, we have ministry. 
And you are looking, maybe, or asking questions. And I, and I just, I was in my study this morning, I was up early, and I was outside sitting at my, my table outside, and I'm saying, Lord, God, help us not to be the Bible answer man. I've got the answer for every question you've got in the message. That's dangerous. Because you're putting out some knowledge that could be not an edu, but an epigenosco. It could be a headlong knowledge that you've learned, but I don't know, I don't really care what you learned really at, at this point. I want to know what God has shown you. And if God has shown you, then there's a life to back up what you've been shown. It's like I said, I don't want to invest anything in somebody that doesn't have anything. You want to look at a person's life, look at how they treat their family. I, I really get amazed that it, these young people that have got so much advice for everybody else. They know nothing, but they're going to tell somebody something. Someday you'll wake up and understand what I'm saying, because the older you get, you find out you really don't have too much time left, and you really don't know nothing. Wow, that really put me on a real good standing, didn't it? But if you stay with the Word, you cannot go wrong. People go with emotion, they go with families, they go with ideas that are pushed by other people, but not the word. They get influenced and they find out they're in a, a wreck. If they would have stayed with thus saith the Lord, you would have been just fine. But people don't take the time and the effort to dig deep enough to find out what this message really is. You cannot live this message on a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning. And I should have a bigger amen than that. you got to have an everyday walking experience with Jesus Christ. You know what? Now, this is me, and you can erase this from your memory. I get offended when I turn on my Bible program, and it tells me a scripture for the day. I get offended for that. You know why? Because that's not my, not my scripture. I got my own walk. I know how God deals with me. I know to kneel down and pray and a thought comes from God and you start reading the Bible. How dare they come into my life and tell me what scripture to read? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I said, erase it. That was Tom's knowledge, maybe. John 14 and 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But, what does it say? Who's ye? Who's ye? Yeah, who's ye? Me. I know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So I put in there the token himself. 
at that day you shall know that I'm in the Father, the Father in me, I in you, and you in me, which is token life that was revealed and released at the opening of the seals. It was the message to follow the seals, the prophet said. So the very life of Christ is token life. Greater is the token in you than he that is in the world. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Greater is the token that is in you. And young people, I would just delve within the message itself. I know you've got higher learnings you're in and you're going to your colleges and everything else. But there's no better college or university but the school of hard knocks. Mostly when we go to higher learning, we are learning from people that have learned. And what have they learned? You're taking facts, I guess if you want to take a look at uh, physics or sciences or anything, there's laws and principles that are followed, that's fine. But as soon as you get into the arts and all that sort of nonsense, all you're feeding on is wisdoms or thoughts of man. Not worth anything. So you know when the spirit of truth is come, the world can't receive it. And this is a very important scripture because when the spirit of truth is come, which is Christ himself, the world can't receive it. But you can receive it because you're children of the Father. And because you're children of the Father, you see your heavenly Father. You know Him. Even when the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither know Him. Know Him. Now I'm going to take you on a trip. Is everybody willing to get on my ship? It's called the ship of 1492. And those that know their history know exactly what I'm talking about. Anybody know what 1492 is? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. But I'm not talking about his kind of ship. I'm talking about the ship of Zion. I want you to get on this ship. And Edo means 1492. You have to get into this ship to know him in the power of his resurrection. And I will be going through scripture after scripture of knowing him. That is to edu him. That is to perceive him. And only you that are the elect can see him. For even the spirit of truth in the world can't receive because it seeth him not, neither know him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Yet a little while in the world see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you shall live also. 
So John goes on to say in verse 20, at that day you will know that I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, I in you, and you in me. That isn't a learning knowledge. That is an inner perception that comes by revelation of knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. To know him. Brother Bram said in Christ the mystery, God revealed Jesus said at that day, that's this day. At that day when the revelation is made known, you will know that I'm in the Father, the Father in me, I in you, and you in me. When the revelation is made manifest at that day, you will know that I'm in the Father. And the Father and I are one. I'm in the Father, and the Father's in me. Then when that revelation comes forth, then it's I in you, and you in me. There you are. See? The manifold, threefold manifestation of God. That day, I have highlighted, that day is this day. That day is this day to me that I can say with an assurance, I know. Not by knowledge, but by an inner perception Brother Tim, I was thinking about when we came up to Oliver and sat in your living room. When Brother Biscoll opened the message to you, the first thing, if I remember correctly, is that you wanted to be in the rapture. Is that true? And as soon as you heard the message, that perception came alive. It didn't leave him in Oliver. It brought him to the foot of Christ. And when God makes himself real, it brings you to him, not to a church. Not to Cloverdale Bible Way. Not to a living word. To Christ. People want to put buildings as their names. It has nothing to do with a building. It has everything to do with Christ. People go. Why? Because they got a knowledge of him. They have no perception of him. They have learned about him. They've learned about the message. If they were to catch the message, they wouldn't be out in Nowheresville. Might as well say amen. Where could you go? Nowhere else I could go. Brother Biscoll never gave me this knowledge. God gave me this knowledge. Every one of you seated here, by the grace of God, can reach deep within and say, that day when I got saved and gave my life to Christ, it was no man that led me, but God opened my eyes, my inner man, to see the glory of God. That day is this day, Zoe. And that's why we preach it the way that we preach it. Because you can come to church and come to church, walk out, walk in. has nothing to do with your eternal destination. Until you know Him. 
you're dead while you live. We got to preach a gospel, saints of God, that's got teeth in it, power in it. Think, well, Brother Tom, you don't have any mercy on these people. Well, the Ken and Linda had no mercy on me. Told it to me straight, and I took it. Because once you're his, listen, this Brother Lonnie Jenkins said years ago, you cannot choke a seed. Say, well, should I give them the serpent seed? Give them serpent seed. Because serpent seed saved me. It opened my eyes. And I got an inner witness. That's nothing but the truth. Never gone to church. Don't know nothing. But I know it's life. This day, this day, I can say, this day, I know, I know him. I know him in a personal way. I don't know him through my parents. I don't know him through my friends. I don't know him through the preacher. I don't know him through a deacon. I know him as a personal savior to me. All the preachers and the pastors and the ministers does is to build you up into the I see. Not to I know, but I see him in all his glory and his grace. Don't think you know the message by saying William Branham's a prophet. A lot of people know Brother Branham. I got books that declare that he's a prophet. And where are they today? They don't believe this message. It has nothing to do to believe Brother Branham's a prophet. It's to believe who he was introducing us to. This day, that day is this day to me that I can say, Brother Ryan, I know. And I know you know. How do you know that? I know that. Because I see a life. Remember the, remember the bamboo? Every time I read about bamboo, I think of you. And you will never get what we're saying. You have to ask Ryan about it. It's a personal revelation. And once you have a personal revelation, that is not a time clock punching in on a Wednesday night. I came Wednesday, you lucky person. Or I came Sunday morning. It has nothing to do with that. Because half the time you don't even know who's preaching outside of Sunday morning. It's not your favorite preacher. It's not nothing to do with that. It's that the word of God is your attraction. Hallelujah. It's God now coming and living in flesh, revealing what you are seeing in your flesh. Word attracted to word. Amen. So now when you read in that day, I want you to put there, that's this day, Brother Jeremy, that's this day, God is dwelling in flesh again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
How many can say amen? amen? The things I used to do. Come on. Dan, the things I used to do would fry your head. And I wouldn't even want to glorify the devil in telling you the things that I used to do. But now you have to take my word. What I used to be is not what I am now. Glory. Because it's not what I learned about the message. It's what God showed me of what the message is. Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. New. Well, I got to quit having a beer with my meal or that glass of wine with my wife or whatever. It has nothing to do with you trying to do anything. It's God in you saying, that's wrong, that's wrong, don't do it. Amen. It's got to come from within. If it doesn't come within, you don't have it. And if you don't have it, you can have it. Just say, Lord, make it real to me. Lord, make it real. Matthew 16, 18 says, And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I know that. Do you know that? You're still here. Do you know that, Mike? Amen. I know that. That scripture is not just scripture we quote, but it's scripture we believe. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. God has built his church through the revelation of his word. And the gates of hell that tried to shake your life couldn't shake you. That's an I know revelation. I know him at that day. I know him. I know him. It's not something prefabricated in your little brain. I know him. But there was something in you that wanted him. I love where uh, Brother Lerlar, I don't know if he's here. There he is. Brother Lerlar. I'll use your testimony. I'll keep using your testimony because it's a lot of, like my testimony. I said, how long have you been looking for this? He said, since a little boy. So look what Lerlar had to go through. From overseas to Ottawa, Ottawa, we're outside of Toronto or Ontario, here to Vancouver, meets another, a fellow that, that loves the word and the word goes out and he gets saved. Is that much different than you? It's not too much different. I wanted God as a little boy, but I didn't have anybody to come by my way until I was 21. 20, 21 years old. But that was something that was within. Where's God? Where's God? I sure ain't finding it in the places I was going. But then when I saw it manifested in flesh, there's something within that said, they got what I want. It's not beating you over the head or me over the head. It's something that's drawing you from within. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. Bible says, Matthew 6, 33, said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I know that. I don't know it because I know the scripture. I know it because I've lived it. Seek the kingdom first, and he'll give you everything. I never thought of clothing. I never thought of a house. I never thought even of a car. I never thought of anything. But I only sought the kingdom first. And if you seek the kingdom first, then he'll give you everything. Amen. When you can't have children, he will give you children. You want your children saved? Claim them in the name of Jesus Christ. All these things shall be added unto you. That is not a knowledge. That's an I know. I know. They'll be sitting beside you, Darren. I know. God gave them to me. I know that the devil's a liar. I know. My God is greater than every situation. Come on, Brother Mark. You might as well start screaming out for those girls. I know. We just don't live all our lives and live it and have a nice life. You have to claim your promise. Get a hold of it. Get on some mule. Say, I got to see that prophet. Come on. I got to see that prophet. The little woman that had a dead son. She wasn't going to take a staff. She wasn't going to take a servant. The only thing she wanted was profit. Hallelujah. Mark 10 and 29. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, there's no man, no man. Are you listening to me? No man. No man. That hath left house or brethren. Brother Roy, you can scream the loudest if you want. No man that has left house, mothers, children, lands. That I won't give you. Come on. If you left them, I'm going to give you. God's a debtor to no man. If you left houses, he'll give you houses. You left fathers, he'll give you fathers. You left mothers, he'll give you mothers. You leave children, he'll give you children. Is it going to be a bit of ease? No, finish the scripture. But with persecution. But I know. I know, Brother George. We get to that day. That's this day. You'll receive a hundredfold. Now in this time. Okay? You want to get carnal? Come and see my spreadsheet. Yep. You want to get carnal? Come see my spreadsheet. If you want to take this knowledge of that scripture, I can take you to my spreadsheet. What did you have when you got saved? Nothing. Zero. 
Oh, but you're going to lose your, you know, your integrity with your parents and, and all your brothers. So what? He's everything. Amen. And I had the best parents on the planet that did not, unfortunately, they didn't know Jesus, but they were the best. But I left mother, father, sister, brother, houses, lands. And God gave me fathers, mothers, children, houses, lands. Never ask for one thing, but his word will not return to him void. Can I hear an amen? Amen. He said, you lost everything. I did not lose everything. I left everything and gained everything. I'm preaching down to your address this morning. Because I want you to get it. Not it's woe is me, 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 me. It's him, 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 him. Only Satan in this narcissistic generation. I can't even stand that word. I hate it. All Satan is wanting is to take away from the Lord Jesus. So you can be so self-centered about self and you forget about God. What's applicable? Just say, ouch. What's not applicable? Just let it go. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. (laughs) We want to kick that condemnation spirit out of here. Whoa. Still with me? Just 55 minutes. Can you give me a few more minutes? Give me to 1230, okay? And if I take 12.30, that's one. I know that sees some people up. I shouldn't even do that. Sorry. Beloved, First Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened. Oh. I'd like to take my coat off because <laughs> now I would really like to preach. But I'll button it up. <laughs> when are we growing up? You know, whenever you, you start whining and crying, would you do me a favor? Print out Why Cry Speak. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Once you read Why I Speak, you won't be a baby. Because the prophet said, stop being babies. As though some strange thing came upon us. God is getting you ready for the throne. Think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice in so much as you've been partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. (laughs) Hallelujah. I knew I'd get a smile on some of your faces, because that's scripture. That's scripture. If ye be reproached, here you go, 
if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. <laughs> okay, young people, you made some declarations. Just I, I love that. I've used it probably four or five times already. Tremendous. And I say, Lord, anchor him down. Make him a preacher. Use him for the glory of God. I loved it. I, I, it's time for me to close. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Man, I wish I would have had that kind of upbringing. I never. But now think about what Peter is saying here now. He says, if you be reproached for for the name of Christ, Jonah, this is for you too. I was thinking of you. Rejoice and be happy. It's your birthday, right? Happy birthday. (laughs) Rejoice and be happy on your birthday. (laughs) Uncle Tom, there he goes again. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth on you. Did you get that? The spirit of glory. The spirit of God's opinion. (laughs) That's another subject. I'd love to preach on it, the glory of God. But... The spirit, because... Okay, let me start from the beginning here. If you are reproached, Carrie, if you are reproached... You think I don't watch you? Of course I do. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, which happens to be this glorious message, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, Peter writes... Happy are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you and on their part evil spoken of but on your part you're glorified. I'd take that scripture and I'd write that one down. So that's me. That's me. I walked into my house. My brother said, who do you think you are? I just had a, This is me. This is after a Friday night. You call it revival. Every service at Bible Wayhouse was a revival. So just so that you know, I've been in a revival since 1975. And this is me coming home on a Friday night. And my two brothers are on the sun deck. And I come walking up. Hi, guys. Who do you think you are? What? Uh, Son of God? You've ruined our family. I said, I have ruined this family. Do you know mom and dad have gone on a holiday because of you? They can't get it out of their mind that you've gone nuts. I'm telling you, they probably use stronger words than that. And I noticed that they had a drink on the table. And I said to them, just a second, fellas. Hey, I know how to handle my big brothers. I said, who's talking here? The demon in that drink? Or you? 
if it's you, I'm walking out of this conversation because I don't want you to blaspheme God. And if it's a demon, I bind it. Saints, we can say with assurance, at that day is this day. I know. I've been there. I've stood there. And I still stand there. And I want you to stand there. Unshakable. Unmovable. Hallelujah. Friends won't shake me. Family won't shake me. Employers won't shake me. Hallelujah. Listen, families, all families have their own problems. Every family has problems. Get over it. All I know is there's one answer. One answer. Him. You can go through your counseling session one-on-one, and by the time I'm finished with you, you're on 1,210. But everything that's said, unless God makes it real, has no effect. But when Jesus comes into the room, changes your nature, you can say, I know. Then happy are you for the spirit of glory shall be upon you. Malachi 4. Don't have to turn. You know it. I'm just quoting it. Behold, I will send you. I know. (laughs) Well, I I saw a web page. Listen, they're nobodies and wannabes. Nobody has ever had the pillar of fire stand by them. Nobody's had the angel of the Lord stand by them. And they want to tell you how to believe? I say, Ichabod, leave it alone and walk on in this revelation. Hallelujah. Stand behind this pulpit. And they got bob-haired women with a royal robe of purple and a Roman Catholic staff or archbishop or Anglican or whatever. And believe out in a trinity as a dog to its vomit and a hog to its wallow. That's where they go. You know where I'm going? Up. Up. Where's their families? I want to ask you, where's their families? Where are they at? What are they doing? Facts are facts. Moses, when he stood on that side of that mountain and said, who's with me and who's against me, they had to make a decision. Saints, I want you to know, I know I would have been on Moses' side. Amen. I'm identified with Moses. I'm identified with Noah. I'm identified... 
Hallelujah. I never got swallowed up by the world. I'm not caught in a liquor store buying a six-pack. Don't get too quiet on me. Listen, sin will take you farther than you even think. But I know where this revelation is going to take me. To heaven. Yeah. All they'll have to say in their little webpage, there goes Tom again. Well, if they can spew their nonsense out, I'll give them the word. They say, well, you know, this and that and everything else. You don't know anything. I say, I do know. That's what I'm preaching on. I know. I didn't learn. I know. I didn't learn to get saved. I know I got saved. I know I'm a new creature. I know I left everything. I know that this word is true. And you wonder why you don't have your children? Because you haven't committed to the I know. Sit in church. and Not even call out on God for your loved ones. That's a shame. If you know that you know that God can do anything. Some people say, well, I don't want everybody to know. I want everybody to know. Hey, Joe. My buddy. We wept together. Cried in the same room. Wanting to go his way. And by faith, I said, you can't go. Honey, you cannot go. It's impossible for you to go. I know that you can have that kind of situation and God can turn it around and put him in a pew, give him a wife, give him three lovely children. I know. Amen. Say, preacher, you better know what you're preaching about. I do. Because I do know. I've sat in those situations. I've seen them. I've seen God move. And I can preach to you this morning because you're going to have your sons there. You're going to have your daughters there. And you're going to have to go nose to nose and toe to toe. Yes, Tears going down your face yes, saying, the devil can't have you. Yeah. I'm not allowing Satan to mar you. I know. Just for you people that think that don't know that I know anything, it's okay. I know what it is to lose a wife. I knew what it is to have parents turn against me, her parents against me, my brothers against me. The only two people I even knew in the world was Linda and Ken. That's the only two people I knew. I had to walk out of a hospital room, walk down the road, said, Lord, I know nobody but you. I know you saved me. Would you keep me, Lord? I don't know. I don't know anything else. But I know you saved me. I know what it is. I know what it is to be in a hospital room for seven months. I know what that is. But I also know the keeping power of God. 
Know the keeping power of God. It's not something of your imagination. It's something that's a realization and it becomes substance. I know. And because I left everything, God gave me everything. Gave me a wife I adore. Children that I adore. But I had nothing. I left it all. But scripture says, I will give you. Seek ye first. And I can say, I know. I know. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But you can do it. I did it. I'm nobody special. I'm nothing. But I know one thing. It's everything to me. At that day, I know. I know. The woman at the well. I'm, are you still on my ship? Yeah. Still on my ship? It's 1492. <laughs> Should have titled it 1492 and everybody go, what is he doing? But in 1492, there was a little woman at a well. And she said, I know when the Messiah comes. It wasn't Epigenosco. It was Edu. I got an inner sight. And I know you're Messiah. Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get it from? Where'd you get it from? Where'd you get Malachi for? Where did you get it? God made it real to you. Because you wanted it. There was something in you that was desiring it. I know the Messiah when he cometh. Which is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us these things. Look what the word said. I that speak to you. Amy. I wonder who's speaking to you this morning. I wonder what you know is coming down to your to your life. So brother Tom, I want to know him more. I want to know him. In the power of his resurrection. Are you on my ship? Still 1492. Still that same no. I just know. I know. Paul says. And am persuaded. 1942. Nevertheless I'm not ashamed. For I know. I have believed and am persuaded. A few more minutes.
That's why we read Micah. That's why we read he is the breaker. He broke the grip of sin within your life. I want you to just stay with me for the next few minutes now. Because once the breaker breaks it, I want to go into the definition of it. Once the breaker breaks it, he breaks it thoroughly. So once the breaker breaks the grip of Satan, it's broken completely. There's no link hanging on. He breaks it thoroughly through every difficulty. Are you still with me? He's the breaker. This is the definition of Messiah breaker. That which is in you that identifies with him breaks every chain of difficulty. How many have gone through a difficult situation? (laughs) Silly question. But how many have moved on from that difficult situation? That's the key. That's the key. You've been in a difficult situation. And you've wondered even in that situation, how are you going to get out of that situation? But you know who came by your way? The breaker. The breaker came by your way and you said, that's the word. And the word broke the chain. Breaker. The breaker in the Hebrew means the Messiah opens up the way. You got a difficult situation and you feel you're chained in right now? Why don't you reach out to him and say, I know the maker and I know the breaker. Hallelujah. He can break your situation and turn it around for the glory of God because I've witnessed it. I've seen it and I've experienced it. That breaker also means liberator. The breaker. You and I who are chained in sin, he opened up the way and he broke sin's grip on you. Amen. Amen. The same one that broke the grip on you was the same one that came forth to take the book and break the seals. He's the breaker. He 
He's the breaker. He clears the way. The breaker. He's your king, Messiah, the breaker, who will lead you through all oppositions, Brother Milko. If I can't believe that God can't raise Brother Milko up, then what kind of God have we got? If God desires, he could raise him up at this very moment. And it doesn't hinder my faith if it doesn't happen this moment because I know he's able to do anything. He will clear the way. He will open up the gate. He is your breaker. He's your king. He's your God. And he will lead you through all your opposition, Brother Milko. He is also called, if you look it up, he's the thorough breaker. He doesn't half break you. He thoroughly breaks you. He's the breaker upper. That's my word. The, Greek, the Hebrew or the Greek wouldn't give me that type of language. He's the breaker upper. He makes way for his people. He steps forth and conquers through you. He is then, Sister Margaret, the way maker. The chain breaker. Scripture. You might have a song, but I got scripture. I can't sing, but I can preach the scripture. He's a way maker. He's a chain breaker. He breaks through some difficulties, Jonathan. All difficulties. So if you've got a difficulty this morning, I believe the chain breaker is here. To break away your difficulty. You say, well, that's a nice service, Brother Tom. I'm, I could care less whether it's a nice service or not. If it doesn't come down to your address, it's just me in hot air. Then I'm going to go retire. The word has to do its work. I'm tired of putting up with the devil. Patting it, stroking it. Say, I have no problem. Really? Then why do you go through what you're going through? You have a problem. Face the facts. Face the facts. And you can say, Lord, Brother Tom preached such a simple message on Sunday morning for me. I need you to thoroughly break a situation I'm going through right now. Sister Ryan, I hope you still got the victory, Sister Ryan. You don't know how many times my mind goes through that prayer line. So you fall under the power of God. It's not for the moment, it's forever. 
It's forever. I didn't meet him many years ago to tell you about a history story. I can tell you I met him this morning. And I know he's here now. And I know he's here to break every one of your situations. I think that might be enough. I don't know what situation you want broken. Musicians, please come. But I know couples and going through difficult times. Either want it or you want it broken. It's up to you. What do you see? Do you know it by knowledge? Or do you have that inner sight within? If God could do that for one man, all those situations, and not give up, not jump the bridge, not put a gun to his head, not do nothing, but he keeps on plowing, keeps on plowing. Simple believer, simple believer, simple believer. Keep on plowing. He can plow through your situation. And I'm not going to give the devil any room. Because I don't care if it's one or if it's only two. I'd still preach this message. Do we no way maker just chain no uh, chain breaker? Oh, what's the one Nathan break? This is either a church we say, and the song this morning was beautiful, Pentecost. Pentecost is, is an experience. If we don't have it in the church, then it just becomes the knowledge. And if it's knowledge, I fail, I go home. I never learned him by knowledge. And I trust you haven't either. I don't know you, your personal lives. But I know one who does. And so, at the end of this little service, maybe there's somebody that says, I need a real breaking, Brother Tom. Got a difficult situation. And you just want to stand to your feet. That's fine. It's really fine. I don't care where you are. Front doesn't do anything for me. Standing where you are doesn't anything hurt. Just do what you feel led of God. That breaker means he forgives you of all sin. He purges your record. He erases all the remembrance of it. And empowers then the recipient. 
God bless you, saints. God bless you. God bless you. Why don't you start singing that a little bit, right?
I'm going to take him at his word. Break every chain, break every chain. the impossible difficulties to come forward if you've got an impossible situation I want you to come forward right now because I believe that God will confirm his word with silence following impossible Lord there should be daddies up here I know there should be daddies up here you think the word is not still a discerner of the thought and the heart it sure is and if you brothers would just kindly go behind them and pray with me deacons please trustees elders come on forward just step a little closer EBA he's the chain breaker God bless you. 
God bless you all. I'm a humbled man this morning. Come on, step forward, that's fine. people here this morning. All right. Going after our unsaved loved ones. Going to give you an opportunity. Don't spurn your day of grace away. He's a present help. In your time of your trouble. every chain Lord hallelujah we're going to stand here as a body together Lord daddies and mummies brothers and sisters are standing here ministry is praying Lord we're believing for a church triumphant we deny the devil in the name of Jesus Christ we rebuke the enemy Lord we stand knowing you're our Messiah You are the chain breaker. Lord, we see you in the power of your resurrection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a bride rising up. She's standing to her feet. We shall not be denied, Lord. We'll take you at your word. You said, ask anything in my name. You shall have what you ask. I ask for a total deliverance, Father. Let the God of the impossible come on the scene. Hallelujah. We'll give you the glory. We'll give you all the praise, Lord. Sons need to be delivered. Daughters need to be set free. The mummies need to experience. Daddies need a filling of the Holy Ghost.
give him all the glory. Lord, you're my deliverer. Redeemed, worship you. Knowing, Lord God, your word is true. You'll make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. You're the repairer of the breach, Lord. Reach the gap, Lord, of communion with sons of God. Hallelujah. Praise your name, praise your name, praise your name. Glory, 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 glory. Jesus. For one Lord, you can do it for another. If you do it for another, you can do it for another. Lord, we rebuke every impossible situation because all things are possible to them that believe this morning. These are your sons and daughters who believe. Jesus can come on in a moment, Sister Barb, in a moment. In a moment, he can turn situations around in a moment. Hallelujah. Amen, Brother Ben. God bless you. He sees you from the back right to the front. He's a God that sees every need.
He's the God of the impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
great is our God. How great, how great. How great. Is our God. Very great this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. It is our God. And the splendor of His
a shout in the camp this morning. We can praise him. Camden, we can give him all the glory. We can give him all the praise. Wonderful atmosphere. Wonderful atmosphere for the impossible to take place. Amen. I believe. I believe. I believe, says the God. I do indeed believe. My God. So you can leave this morning with that tucked within your heart. Confirm it, Father. I'm going believing. I'm going receiving. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just sing that song I love so much. I love him. Bram said in the message testimony of a true witness he said God always has his witnesses he says and another witness of course is your people so can you be a witness this morning and say God you heard my cry you heard my heart's cry you heard my heart Lord God bless you God bless you God bless you Go testifying then of what your heart cried for. Go testifying. Let God do supernatural by your confession. Put your words on my lips, Lord, that I can speak your word. And God bless you for your faithfulness this morning. God watch over you as a people. Do not know what days we have ahead. May the blessing of God rest upon you all. Let's bow our heads. Truly, Lord, your word is declared. It's by the foolishness of preaching. 
man might look upon it, Lord. Said maybe I said that word wrong. You didn't mean that. You didn't say that. Yet you see through it all, Lord. Mothers have stood here for their sons. Daddies for their daughters. Individuals have stood for needs and private desires. And Father, I wouldn't want to be carnal to think that you weren't here to meet that need. But that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. So Father, give us that inner sight, Lord. Open it more to our hearts and lives, Lord. And may we see you high and lifted up in all of your glory. Bless these blessed sons and daughters of God this morning, those that came forward and those that didn't. May the presence of God rest upon each and every one of them. I commit every heart, every life, this church, the elders, all into your divine care, Lord. Be with those that could not be here this morning. And may the glory of God be near them, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, saints. Why don't you greet one another? Why don't you just say, God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. We'll be remembering you. God be with you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.